The battle of Badr was the first major battle that had taken place between the forces of Haq and Batil, between the forces of truth and falsehood in Islam. Despite the odds being heavily stacked against the Muslims, through the help, through the mercy, through the assistance of Allah Ta'ala, 313 ill-equipped Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum were able to overcome the great forces of the Kuffar, that army of 1,000 people who were armed till their teeth. Such was the extent, such was the impact of this victory of the Muslims, that it left, left such an impression that Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Qur'an Majid when He speaks of the day of Badr, referring to this day as Yawmul Furqan, the day of the criterion. Now in order for us to understand and appreciate fully how great and how wonderful this victory was in the battle of Badr, we need to understand the background of this incident. So in the beginning of Ramadan, in the second year after Hijri, Rasulullah receives information that the trade caravan of the Quraysh, which was under the leadership of Abu Sufyan, who at that time was not yet a Muslim, this trade caravan is coming back from Syria and it is returning to Makkah Mukarramah. Rasulullah at that time he was already at war with the Quraysh, already at war with the Kuffar of Makkah Mukarramah. Hence Rasulullah intends to attack that caravan in order to get some booty. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala hear this intention of Rasulullah they immediately get ready to set out. On the 12th of Ramadan, second year after Hijri, Rasulullah and the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala they prepare to leave Medina Tayyibah. But just in order for us to understand how ill-equipped they were, they were not intending to leave Medina Tayyibah with the intention of war. No battle was being prepared to be, to be fought. They intended to go and capture a caravan and they did not expect much resistance from it. In order for us to understand how ill-equipped they were, amongst those 313 people, amongst those 313 Sahaba, there were just two horses and 70 camels. Those two horses belonged to Hazrat Zubair bin Awam radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And in order for the Sahaba to continue the journey, the 70 camels, two or three Sahaba would take turns in order to ride the camels. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself would take a turn with Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Abu Lubaba radiallahu ta'ala anhuma in order to ride a camel. In order for us to understand the humility of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Ali and Abu Lubaba radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, whenever it was the turn of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to walk, they would say, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you continue riding, you ride the camel, we will walk on your behalf. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would respond and say, Ma antuma bi aqwa minni, wa ma ana bi aghna anil ajri minkuma. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say, You are not stronger than me. You do not have more courage and determination than me. Meaning, if you can walk, I can also walk. I can also carry on this journey walking. 
And just as how you are hopeful for thawab and reward in the court of Allah for walking in the path of Allah, I also have that same hope for reward in the court of Allah. This was the humility of Rasulullah And in this journey of Badr, in this battle of Badr, we will see numerous occasions, the contrasting effects of the qualities of Sahaba, of the qualities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the qualities of the enemies of Islam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one hand was showing humility, submissiveness before the command of Allah ta'ala. And on the other hand you have the disbelievers who are full of pride, arrogance, haughtiness. So nevertheless Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba they leave. Outside Medina Tayyibah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inspects the army. And anyone who was under age had to be returned to Medina Tayyibah. And in this there is a beautiful incident. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala who says that as we were leaving Medina Tayyibah, I noticed my brother Umair bin Abi Waqqas. He was acting very strangely. He was trying to hide himself from the sight of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he goes up to him and he asks him, what's the matter, why are you behaving like this? So he says, I do not want Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to see me. If he sees me, he will see I am under age, he will return me to Medina Tayyibah, I won't be able to come out. Nevertheless, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam catches sight of him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructs him and tells him that you need to go back to Medina Tayyibah, you are under age. Umayr bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala such was the fervor, the zeal of the, and the enthusiasm of the youth of Sahaba. That he did, immediately he began to cry. That why can't I come out? So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam notices his enthusiasm, when he notices that this, person, that this child is crying, so he allows him to come. He allows him to come and join in the battle of Badr. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala says that he was under age, he was so small that I had to tie knots on the strap of his sword in order for him to be able to carry it, meaning that sword was too big for him. He was under age and that sword was too big for him. He fought in this battle of Badr, this youngster, and he was martyred in this battle as well. He was martyred in the battle as well. So nevertheless, Sahaba and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they leave Medina Tayyibah. Abu Sufyan and the caravan, they get news of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaving, and now with the fear of an attack, they send an SOS message to Makkah Mukarramah, that your trade caravan, your goods, your people, your wealth, there is a possible attack on it from the Muslims, hence immediately come out and help. Immediately send some help. So when this message reaches the people of Makkah Mukarramah, immediately they come out and now when they are coming out, how Sahaba came out? They came out without any intention for war. They came out ill-equipped. They came out to capture a caravan. But now the kuffar of Makkah Mukarramah, when they are coming out, 1,000 strong army under the leadership of Abu Jahl, armed till the teeth. Armed till the teeth. Their intention for coming out now is to fight a war. They want to fight a war, they want to kill the Muslims. Rasulullah now receives the message that the kuffar of Makkah Mukarramah are coming out and now the intention is war. Now Rasulullah is concerned. What will be the reaction of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum? Are they prepared to fight an army which greatly outnumbers them and which has superior weaponry and means compared to them? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam consults with them. And immediately the first Sahabi to stand up and pledge allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we are prepared to fight with you. 
is Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Second Sahabi stands up, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Third Sahabi stands up, Hazrat Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he delivers a beautiful message to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, explaining to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La naqulu laka kama qala qawmu Musa li Musa, idhhab anta wa rabbuka faqatila innaha huna qaidun. وَلَكِنْ نُقَاتِلُ عَنْ يَمِينِكَ وَعَنْ شِمَالِكَ وَبَيْنَ يَدَيْكَ وَخَلْفَكَ Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala anhu told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we will not respond to you like how the Bani Israel had responded to Musa alayhi salam. When Musa alayhi salam made the announcement to them that we need to go and fight in jihad, they said, you and your Rabb, you go fight, we remaining here. We are not coming with you. We will not respond to you in that way. Rather, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, نُقَاتِلْ عَنْ يَمِينِكَ وَعَنْ شِمَالِكَ We will fight on your right, we will fight on your left. We will fight from behind you, we will fight in front of you. Under no circumstance will we leave you. Under no circumstance will we forsake you. This response of Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala anhu was so beautiful. And it was so, it was so, it was so, Warming to the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That the blessed face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Began shining with happiness And he made a special dua for Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala anhu However Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam still had a concern These three sahaba who stood up and pledged allegiance Were from the muhajireen of Makkah Mukarramah They were from amongst the muhajireen Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew that majority of this army were the Ansar of Medina Tayyibah. The Ansar of Medina Tayyibah had pledged allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will help him, they will assist him, they will protect him and safeguard him. While he was there in Medina Tayyibah. However, there was no surety of them being prepared to safeguard and protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now outside Medina Tayyibah. So again, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes an announcement that consult with me, O my Sahaba. Consult with me, O my Sahaba. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the leader of the Aus, the leader of the Aus tribe, he stands up. He was from amongst the, amongst the Ansar of Medina Tayyibah. He says, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, perhaps you are referring to the Ansar. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, yes. Sa'ad bin Mu'adh radiallahu ta'ala anhu also delivers a beautiful, a beautiful speech. He mentions a beautiful statement to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which made Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam extremely pleased. He said that, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whatever it is you wish to do, you may do, we will join you. Join ties with whoever you want, cut off ties with whoever you want, fight with whoever you want, join whoever you want, take whatever of our wealth you wish. In fact, whatever you take is more beloved to us than what you leave behind. Rasulullah sallallahu he says that, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even if you have to dive into the ocean, even if you have to dive into the ocean and ask us to follow you, each and every one of us will follow you, we will not lag behind. Whatever it is you wish to do, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will not forsake you, we will not leave you. Hence Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam understood from this, that these sahaba are prepared to sacrifice their lives, sacrifice their wealth, sacrifice everything. In order to protect this deen of Islam, to protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this set the example for the rest of the ummah. Like this, many examples in the lives of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. That at the time of clash of emotions, on the one hand I have my own personal interests, I have my personal motives, I have my own goals, my own desires, my own objectives in life. 
And on the hand, I have the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I have a command of Allah Ta'ala or Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is directed to me, that I'm instructed with. At that time, we need to ask ourselves, do I give preference to my own whims and fancies, to my own desires, to my own objectives in this world? Or do I sacrifice what I want, what I desire, what I am hopeful for, in order to fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? This example set to us by the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum is the example for us to follow. That no matter what came before them, no matter what situation came before them, no matter even if they had to face an army double if not triple their size, they were willing to do it in order to please Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the same way we need to ask ourselves in our lives, how much of effort, how much of, how much of time do I give in order to make sure my actions are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each and every one of us need to ponder and reflect if our lives had to be ended now, if I have to meet Malakul Maut now, and now I have to go in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each and every one of us ponder, reflect, ask ourselves introspect. Will I as an ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam be pleasing to the eye of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or not? So let us take the example of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Follow their ways, follow their example. So nevertheless, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they were now prepared to fight. So now there are three groups of people. One is the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 313 in number. Then there is the trade caravan of Abu Sufyan. And the third party is the army of Abu Jahl which contained 1,000 people. Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Qur'an Majid, وَإِذْ يَعِيدُكُمُ اللَّهُ إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ أَنَّهَا لَكُمْ وَتَوَدُّونَ أَنَّ غَيْرَ الذَّاتِ الشَّوْكَةِ تَكُونُ لَكُمْ وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَن يُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ بِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَيَقْطَعَ دَابِرَ الْكَافِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, when Allah Ta'ala had promised to you one of these two groups, either the group of Abu Sufyan or the group of Abu Jahl, you will overpower them. وَتَوَدُّونَ أَنَّ غَيْرَ الذَّاتِ الشَّوْكَةِ تَكُونُ لَكُمْ And you were hopeful and you were desirous that those people who are unarmed, they will come to you. Meaning you were hoping to meet the caravan of Abu Sufyan, not the army of Abu Jahl. وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَن يُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ بِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَيَقْطَعَ دَابِرَ الْكَافِرِينَ However, Allah Ta'ala had a better plan. Now one, on the one hand, what we understand from this, one was the desire of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba. They did not want to fight a battle. They did not want to fight a battle. Their intention was the caravan of Abu Sufyan. So Allah Ta'ala says, one is your wish and your desire. On the other hand is the wish and desire of Allah. Allah Ta'ala knows better. Allah Ta'ala knows better. So at times we, in our own lives, we will find situations where at times we may be put through some difficulty and hardship. And we may not understand and realize at that time what is the wisdom behind it. Why am I going through this difficulty and hardship? Yet understand and realize there is definitely hikmah, there is definitely beauty, there is definitely lesson in it for us. There will always be betterment in it for us. In the verses of the Qur'an Majid, Allah Ta'ala mentions very beautifully, عَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُوا شَيْءً وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّوا شَيْءً وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Perhaps you dislike something, yet it is better for you. And perhaps you like something, you're hopeful for something, you're desirous of something. But this is bad for you. You do not understand and realize it is evil for you. It is not good for you. 
Wallahu ya'lam wa antum la ta'lamun. Allah Ta'ala knows you do not know. Allah Ta'ala knows you do not know. Hence at times in our lives some difficulty or hardship will come. And we may not understand the wisdom behind it. But definitely there is wisdom, there is lesson, there is betterment in it for us. So nevertheless Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they wish to meet the caravan of Abu Sufyan. However Abu Sufyan and his caravan, when they heard of the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they changed route. And they did not take the normal route. Rather he changed his direction and he moved onto a coastal route. And now he realized and understood he was safe from the attack of the Muslims. So he sends a message to Abu Jahl and the people of Makkah Mukarramah. That the intention with which you had come out was in order to save your wealth, your goods and your people. This is now saved. We are now saved. There is no need for you to come out. You may go back to Makkah Mukarramah. Abu Jahl, he receives this message. He says, no ways. No ways are we going back to Makkah. Until we go to Badr and for three days we will eat, we will drink and we will celebrate. Meaning this was the arrogance that he had. This was that haughtiness that he had within him. He was not prepared to now go back to Makkah Mukarramah. He wanted to fight the Muslims. Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Qur'an Majid, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ خَرَجُوا مِن دِيَارِهِمْ بَطَرَوا وَرِئَاءَ النَّاسِ Do not be like those people who when they came out of their homes, they came out with that haughtiness. They came out to show people. And this was the... This was the, as we had mentioned, the contrasting characteristics of Muslims and the disbelievers at the time. One was the humility of Rasulullah and the Sahaba. And one was the haughtiness, the pride, the arrogance of the disbelievers, the kuffar of Makkah Mukarramah. And this ultimately led to their downfall. Nevertheless, on the 17th of Ramadan, now the, the, the stage had been set for the battle to be fought on the, on, on the, on the battlefield of Badr. Rasulullah was extremely concerned, extremely concerned that the help of Allah Ta'ala must come the night before the battle of Badr, continuously in dua, continuously imploring for the help of Allah Ta'ala. In the day of the battle of Badr as well, again continuously in dua, continuously asking Allah Ta'ala and beseeching Allah Ta'ala for his help and assistance. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala says, on the day the battle of Badr was being fought, I fought for some time and then I decided, let me go and see what is the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, I went to him and I found him in sajda, making dua to Allah imploring him Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum continuously reciting these words he said I left Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I went back onto the battlefield again from the battlefield for the second time I returned to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I found him in exactly that same position of sajda making dua to Allah Ta'ala Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum once again for the third time I returned to the battlefield and again I went and I returned to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I still found him in that same condition. I still found him in sajda before Allah Ta'ala, imploring Allah Ta'ala for his help, imploring Allah Ta'ala for his assistance. And at that time, Ali radiallahu ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala had blessed the Muslims with victory. Allah Ta'ala had blessed the Muslims with victory. Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Qur'an Majid regarding the special assistance Allah Ta'ala had sent to the Muslims in the battle of Badr. إِذْ تَسْتَغِيثُونَ رَبَّكُمْ فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ أَنِّي مُمِدُّكُمْ بِأَلْفٍ مِّنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُبْدِفِينَ Allah Ta'ala says at the time when you were imploring your Rabb, we are beseeching Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala assisted you with the coming of angels. 
Allah Ta'ala assisted you with the coming of angels. In this verse, 1,000 verse, 1, angels. Another verse of the Quran Majid, 3,000 angels. Another verse of the Quran Majid, 5,000 angels. So they say first 1,000 angels came down. Then another 3,000 had come down. Then 5,000 angels had come down. These angels who had come down, had come down in order to assist and help the Muslim Ummah. In order to help these Muslims fighting in the path of Allah. They, they had come down in human form. They had come down in human form. The, they, according to different narrations, wearing either yellow, black or white turbans. White, yellow, black or white turbans. They had come fighting in the side of the Muslims. Suhail bin Hunayf radiallahu ta'ala says that on the day of the battle of Badr was being fought, he says we would merely make a gesture towards the kuffar. We will make a gesture. We will, our sword will not even make contact with his body. And we will find that the person's head has been chopped off. We will find his head had been chopped off. In this way Allah Ta'ala had sent his help to the Muslims. In this way Allah Ta'ala had sent his help to the people of Badr. And in the same way perhaps this is the greatest lesson for each and every one of us. To take from this battle of Badr. That despite the worldly means not being on the side of the Muslims. Despite them not having the, the resources. What we would say, they do not have the, the, the means in order to succeed. Yet with the help and assistance of Allah Ta'ala, they were successful. In the same way, if we are able to become recipients of the help of Allah Ta'ala, then under no circumstance and under no situation will we ever be defeated. Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Qur'an Majid, إِنْ يَنْصُرْكُمُ اللَّهِ فَلَا غَالِبَ لَكُمْ if the help of Allah is with you, no one can overpower you. The armies of the heavens and earth belong to Allah. The treasures of the heavens and earth belong to Allah. If the help of Allah is with you, then if the enemies throw you into the fire, Allah Ta'ala will cool the fire for you. If the enemies are behind you and in front of you is the sea, Allah Ta'ala will cause the sea to split open, you will be able to pass through. If the enemies are fighting you in the battle of Badr, Allah Ta'ala will send the angels to help you and assist you. The armies of the heavens and earth belong to Allah. We need to become worthy recipients of the help of Allah. How do we do it? How do we become worthy recipients of the help of Allah? One is the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That entire night of the battle of Badr, in the day of the battle of Badr, continuously in dua. Continuously in dua, always, whatever difficulty, whatever hardship, whatever time in our lives, always turn to Allah Ta'ala. Seek the assistance of Allah Ta'ala at all times. Number two, humble ourselves before Allah. Always adopt humility. Humility will bring mercy, will bring the help of Allah Ta'ala. And together with that, in the verse of the Quran Majid, Allah Ta'ala says, Bala in tasbiru wa tattaku wa yatukum min furihim hada yumdidukum rabbukum bi khamsati alafim min al malaikati musawimin. Allah Ta'ala says, if you adopt two qualities, two qualities, it will allow the help of Allah Ta'ala to come. Bala in tasbiru wa tattaku. Bring the quality of sabr. And bring the quality of taqwa. The quality of sabr, the quality of taqwa. These two qualities will draw the mercy, the assistance of Allah Ta'ala upon you. 
with the month of Ramadan coming. And the battle of Badr had been fought in the month of Ramadan. And they had seen the assistance and help of Allah Ta'ala coming to them. The month of Ramadan is the ideal month for us to get these qualities of sabr, the quality of taqwa, the quality of dua in our lives. And what is sabr? Sabr is not only at the time of a calamity, in order for us to be patient. No. At each and every moment of our lives, to remain steadfast upon the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whatever situation comes before us, on the one hand is our desires, on the one hand is nafs and shaitan. And on the other hand we have the commands of Allah, the commands of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To exercise sabr, to put, that, to put our foot upon our nafs, upon our desires, and to remain firm upon the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This will bring the help of Allah Ta'ala. And on the other hand, if you are remaining firm upon our lives of sin, if you are asking for the wrath and the anger of Allah Ta'ala to come upon us, one simple example, Allah Ta'ala makes mention in Qur'an Majid, that person who engages in interest, that person who engages in interest transactions, giving of interest, taking of interest, whatever form of interest it may be, what is he doing? He is waging war against Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When we are in need of the help of Allah, when we are asking for the help, for the assistance, for the mercy of Allah Ta'ala on one hand, and on the other hand we are engaging in these interest transactions and waging war against Allah, how can the two ever meet? How can the two ever meet? How can we have the assistance of Allah when we are actually waging war against Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So these qualities, the quality of sabab and taqwa is extremely important. Nevertheless, in the battle of Badr, Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum had shown the Muslim ummah how to sacrifice their lives before the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They fought with great zeal and enthusiasm. In fact, a beautiful incident with regards to the killing of the Fir'aun of this Ummah. Abdul Rahman bin Awf radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, that at the time when the battlefield, battle lines were drawn, I was standing in the line, and on my two sides I had noticed two youngsters. So he says, I was hoping I will have two strong people next to me, so that at the time of need I will have someone who will be able to assist me. So nevertheless, one of these two youngsters, he grabs hold of my hand, he says, Uncle, do you know Abu Jahl? So he says, yes, but what do you have to do with him? Meaning, why do you, what do you want to know about him? So he says, no, I have heard he speaks ill of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He speaks bad about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I have taken a pledge with Allah that if I, if I see him, I will not leave him until I kill him or I am killed. So he says, when, he hear, when I heard this words, I was amazed, I was taken aback. A youngster, a youngster speaking like this about the leader of the kuffar, about the leader of the enemy lines. So he says, the youngster on the other side, he mentioned the same words to me. I was completely amazed and taken back. He says, I then noticed Abu Jahl on his horse. I had pointed them out to these two youngsters. He says, these two youngsters went. One, the, these two youngsters were Mu'adh bin Amr bin Jamuh and Mu'adh bin Afra radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. They go and they strike, one strikes Abu Jahl on his leg, and the other strikes the horse of Abu Jahl. It causes the horse and it causes Abu Jahl to both fall down. Thereafter, Mu'awwidh bin Afra, the brother of Mu'adh bin Afra, he comes, and he strikes another blow to Abu Jahl, which did not allow him to go back and return to the enemy camp. And he says, thereafter, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu was the one who had laid the final fatal blow to Abu Jahl. 
And the state of Abu Jahal, as we are speaking about the contrast between humility and arrogance, humility and, and haughtiness. At the time of Abu Jahal, his final moments, when Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala was about to kill him, he mentions to Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Tell me, did you kill anyone greater than me? Did you manage to kill anyone greater than me? Meaning even in his final moments, that arrogance and haughtiness did not leave him. And this led to his downfall. So in this month of Ramadan that is coming, this month of Ramadan is the month of victory for Muslims. Just as how Allah Ta'ala had blessed the Muslims, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, with victory in the battle of Badr against the Kuffar, Allah Ta'ala can also grant us victory against our enemies, the enemy of nafs and shaitan. Just as how the, ter- the tables were turned, and now the Kuffar who were once oppressors of the Muslims, when now the victims of the Muslims, they were defeated on the hands of the Muslims, in the same way in this month of Ramadan, by us inculcating these lessons within our lives, of bringing that sabr, of taqwa, of dua, of determination, of dedicating our lives to pleasing Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we will be able to turn our lives, turn our tables, and once again become committed Muslims, once again come close to the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all tawfiq wa akhiru da'wan and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nasdaghfibuka wa natubu ilayk. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبناتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة دائمة في الدين ودنيا والآخرة ونسألك الفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم مما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين